This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want you to do something. I want you to take uh, your copy of God's Word, whether that's an iPad, an iPhone, Bible, whatever it is, and stand. Can we do that? We're going to Matthew chapter 28 again. I'm so glad you're here. Matthew chapter 28. I want to call your attention to verse 18. You know, folks, when you're up, if you're going through a tough time in your life, say, Pastor, I'm going back through a tough time. Just go to the red words in your Bible. There's something about the red words, amen? The red words are the words of Jesus. Just go to the red words. We're going to read some red words today. And Jesus came and spake unto them. And here's something I want you to know, folks. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I want you to understand that. All power is given unto him. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Get this, baptizing them. That's why in three weeks on the 27th, we'll be baptizing. Why do you do that, Pastor? Because that's what the Bible teaches. We do it because it's what the Bible teaches. So you've accepted Christ, haven't been baptized. Why should I do it? <laughs> because God says do it. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That's how we do it. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. For lo, I'm with you always. I'm with you even to the end of the world. See, understand something. He's with us to the end of the world because at the end of the world, we're with him. <laughs> He's with us to the end of the world because at the end of the world, we're with him. <laughs> Isn't that good? Sounds like, sounds like we win either way. I want to talk to you about why God put us on this earth. Why God put us on this earth. Years ago, the USA Today had a poll and the USA Today polled 2,000 people, and they asked 2,000 people, if you could ask God one question, what would that question be? And by far, the number one question that Americans said, I'd really like to ask God. I'd like to ask God, God, why did you put me on this earth? God, why am I on this earth? Now, you know, folks, I know we have uh, different families. I know we have different occupations. We have different educational backgrounds. We have different experiences. We, we, we're so different. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, there are two reasons why God put you on this earth. Two. Number one is to know him. To know him. Second Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. He wants you to know him. But then the second phase 
He wants you to make him known. Not only to know him, but he wants you to make him known. There's a little poem that I memorized, and you should about have memorized it by now because I've said it so many times. And the poem is, Christ has no hands, but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet, but our feet to lead men in the way. He has no tongue, but our tongue to tell him how he died. He has no help, but our help to bring men to his side. We are the hand and feet of Jesus Christ. And he stressed that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through verse 20. The first thing I want you to see is the authority. The authority. Look what verse 18 says. Jesus came and spake unto them, and he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus gave the disciples a commission. He not not only gave the disciples a commission, but he's given it all to all of us. And it's based on his authority. The book of Matthew stresses the authority of Jesus Christ. See, the book of Matthew says in Matthew 7 and 29, his teaching wasn't like the scribes, but he taught as one having authority. The Bible says in Matthew 8 and 13 that Jesus had the authority to heal people. The Bible says in Matthew 9 and 6 that Jesus had the authority to forgive your sins and to forgive my sins. Matthew 10 and 1 says Jesus had the authority to have power over Satan and that he's given that authority unto us that Satan does not have to have authority in our lives and we can be more than conquerors through him that loved us. And then the Bible says in Matthew that he has authority over death, hell, and the grave. Now let me tell you something. Because of this, we can obey him without fear because he's given authority. But not only do I see the authority, I see the activity. He said, now I'm going to give you authority, but it doesn't end there. He said, there's got to be some activity. Look what he said in verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go. Acts 1 and 8 says this. It says, uh, you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, we hear so much teaching about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's power. Why does God want us to have 
Holy Spirit power. Well, look what it says. Because you'll be witnesses unto me. Where at, God? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. It doesn't say parts. It says part. That even includes Milner, Georgia. Amen? Part. Here's what's interesting. Where were they? They were in Jerusalem. What did he say? First place you need to be a witness is right where you're at. See, folks, many times we're flying over a mission field to get to a mission field. See, you don't, you don't have to cross the seas. You just got to see the cross. And there's people all around us that need Christ. That's why I'm challenging you. We've got these cards. I just challenge you folks to get the cards and invite people to church. Listen, if you're, if, if you're getting your hair cut, invite the beautician. If you're at the soccer field, invite the people at the soccer field. I mean, if you're at school, invite people at school. If you're at work, invite people at work. That's the activity. Listen, if you go to a restaurant, get this. Put a card down. Now, now wait, cl clear, clearly. I, there's a Mexican restaurant that is pretty close to where I live. And sometimes I go there. And I noticed in the 930 service, one of the waitress, waitresses joined. Look here. Don't drop the card down if you don't drop a good tip down. No, no, don't drop the card down because I don't want them to know you go to our church. <laughs> I'm just talking, folks, I'm just talking about authority. I'm talking about activity. I'm talking about ability. You say, Pastor, I, I'm an introvert. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. I've taken 25 personality profiles. I promise, every personality profile I've ever taken, I'm an introvert personality by nature. What's that mean? I enjoy being alone. That shocks people. You say, well, but yours seems so outgoing. I have to work at that. Because when I was a little boy, when people would come to see us, I would hide under the bed. And Mama said you would always hide. Mama said, Benny, you would always hide behind me. Because I'm an introvert personality by nature, I have to push the envelope to do what I do. You say, well, do you enjoy people? Oh, I do. I love people. But it's very draining to me. It's very draining to me. I have to get alone to get refreshed to go back. But let me share something with you. We have the ability to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. You have, see, see, Jesus was here. I'm going to give you something to think about. Jesus was here for 33 years, and for three years he was with his disciples. And finally one day he said to them, he said, guys, I've got to leave. They said, no, 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 Jesus. You've been with us three years. He said, that's why I'm leaving. No, have you read the Bible? He said, that's why I'm leaving. He said in John 16 and 7, he said, uh, it's necessary for you that I leave. Because, see, if I stay here, 
I'll be with you 12. But if I go away, the Holy Spirit will come. And when he comes, he can be with millions. And you can do what you need to do. You will have the ability to do what you need to do, not within yourself, but within the power of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, Pastor, I've got family and friends that whether it be Easter or whenever, I want them to come to know Christ. How, how can they come to know Christ? Let me give you four ways that you can impact people for Christ. Number one, with your life. With your life. Gypsy Smith said these words. Gypsy Smith said, there are five Gospels. And when I read that, I said, five Gospels. He said, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the Christian. But he said, most people never read the first four. Mm. I wish I'd said that. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the Christian, but most people never read the first four. That's why the Bible says this, folks, in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which art in heaven. That's why the Bible says, John 13 and 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 12 and 14, without holiness, no man's going to see the Lord. Without holiness, they can't see Jesus. You say, Pastor, I want to reach people. You'll do it with your life. You'll do it with your life. Just day in, day out, living a life. And, and I'm not, listen, folks, I'm not talking about do's and don'ts. I'm talking about saying, God, I just want to please you. I just want to please you. There's a second way, and that's with your lips. With your lips. Understand something. 2% of Christians share their faith. That means 98% don't. Church members, church members, it takes 85 church members to reach one person for Christ. 85 church members to reach one person for Christ. And I do agree with my mentor, R.T. Kendall. A man's unfit to stand in a pulpit and preach if he's not personally sharing his faith. He's unfit. You're unfit to be on a worship team if you're not personally sharing your faith. You're unfit to be a Sunday school teacher if you're not personally sharing your faith. Unfit if you're not personally sharing your faith. You say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm, I'm kind of that 
introvert personality. I just can't do it. Yes, you can. You say, well, I'm, because you said it. It's not because I said it. Look what the Bible says. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. You may not share it, but it's in you. Because the Bible says you have the witness in yourself. You say, well, Pastor Benny, how do I do it? Let me give you four just simple, simple steps. Number one, share your story. Share your story. See, you've got to understand something. A testimony is not how bad you were. A testimony is how good God is. <laughs> See, you don't have to have a crime to Christ testimony. You can have a child to Christ testimony because your testimony is not how bad you were. It's how good God is. Just share your story. Let me tell you the second step. Avoid debates. Avoid debates. Look what Acts 1 and 8. I wish, can they pull that back up? I'm, I'm getting, I, this wasn't supposed to be there. You'll be witnesses, not prosecuting attorneys. Hey, I got one better than that. Not judges. God didn't call us to be prosecuting attorneys. He didn't call us to be judges. He said, no, I'll tell you what I need you to be. I just need you to be a witness. Just, 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 just avoid it. You remember in John chapter 9, this is a beautiful, you ought to read it today. You ought to read it this afternoon. John chapter 9, there was this old boy, he was blind and Jesus touched him. And they started asking him all kind of questions. They said, well, was he a saint or, you know, or... Did he heal you on, it's the Sabbath day. He's not supposed to heal on the Sabbath day. And they brought the Pharisees in. They brought his mom and daddy in. And finally that old boy said, listen, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he said, I don't know. All I know is I was blind <laughs> and now I see. <laughs> All I know. <laughs> Let me tell you the third thing. Keep it simple. 75% of Americans don't know John 3.16. You say, well, I don't know all the stuff in the book of Revelation, so I'm not really sharing. 75% <laughs> of Americans don't know John 3.16. Keep it simple. And then number four, ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. You say, Pastor, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to say. Well, look here. Look what it says. And when they will bring you into the synagogues and into the magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing you shall answer or what you're going to say. Look, the Holy Ghost will teach you the same hour what you ought to say. You know what, folks? I preach on Sunday morning. God bear me record. This is truth. Many times after the service, people will say, that that you said helped me. And I'll say to Barbara, Barbara, I don't even remember saying that. 
Because I know I didn't say that. A wind from elsewhere said that. Somewhere else, that came from somewhere else because I'm not that good. So how are we going to reach people? With your life, with your lips. Thirdly, with your loot. I'm just trying to keep it ales. I'm just, I was taught in Bible college to alliterate. Amen? If Savannah had brothers and sisters, they would have all been named an S name. Amen? With your loot. Let me explain, folks. Your giving won't get you to heaven. But your giving might get somebody else to heaven. Your giving won't take you to heaven. But your giving might take somebody else to heaven. And we're never any more like Jesus than when we give. Never any more like him when we give. You know, uh, that's why we do these, uh, you've been egged. We do these boxes, they're the foyers and the doors, are, they're just covered with them today. And you take a, a box and, uh, and you uh, fill it up with stuff. You say, wait, Pastor. Do you give me the stuff to fill the box up? No, no, no. That's where the loot comes in. No, that's, that's where your loot comes in. And see, see, you fill the box up. Hey, look, my voice is weak. I know what some of you think. Thank God it's not strong. He preached all day. Listen, look here. My voice is weak. I was with pastors training them all week this week at Lake Oconee, training Baptist pastors. And I said to those pastors, tell me what's happening in your churches. They said, trying to get our people back. I said, wait, we're trying to get caught people, saved people back. Yeah. You think the devil's not lulling us to sleep? We're spending all of our time trying to get saved people back, and nobody's placing an emphasis on lost people that are on their way to hell. You get the box. You said, well, I've got one. I'm, I'm giving them out to some Baptist deacons. No, 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 no. Half of them are already Christians. With your loot. There was a there was a pastor. They were having pastor appreciation day. I see my friend Lewis James, a pastor of 50-something years in the service today. They were having pastor appreciation day. And it was Saturday night. And they said to a young man, Why don't you write a song in honor of Pastor? Tomorrow's. Pastor Appreciation Day. Why don't you write one? <laughs> Saturday night? <laughs> Got to have it by Sunday morning? He said, okay. He went to the piano, started playing. He sang this song. I dreamed I went to heaven, and you were there with me. We walked upon the streets of gold beside the crystal sea. We heard the angels singing. And someone called your name. You turned and saw this young man 
young man, he was smiling as he came. He said, friend, you may not know me now, but he said, just wait. Used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And every week you would say a prayer. And before the class would start, one day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus into my heart, thank you for giving to the Lord. I'm a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I'm so glad you gave. Then another man stood before me. He said, do you remember the time a missionary came to your church and the pictures made you cry? You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus took the gift you gave. That's why I'm here today. When we enter that beautiful city and the saved all around us appear, what a joy it will be to us when someone says it was you who invited me here. Tell you something, folks. Somebody said, oh, you can't take anything to heaven with you. Yes, you can. You can take people to heaven with you. You can take people to heaven with you. How can we impact people? With our life, with our lips, with our loot, and with our labor, our labor in prayer. The Bible says in Colossians, Epaphras was always laboring fervently in prayer. It uses the word labor because prayers work. We ought to be writing down the names of those people that we want to reach for Easter and praying for them every day, laboring in prayer. I'll tell you a story and I'm done. A few weeks ago, Barbara and I were going to a convenience store. I thought it was just going to be a little convenience store, but it was a big convenience store called JP Travel. We get in the convenience store, start looking around. I finally say after a little while to Barbara, Barbara, we got a problem. She said, what's the problem? I said, I've, I've lost my phone. I've lost my phone, Barbara. I, I mean, I need that phone. My information, my sermons, I need that phone. You know, Barbara had her phone. But that didn't change the fact my phone was still lost. That place, 23,000 square feet, they were all kind of people kind of people in that place and they had all kinds of phones everybody had phones but it didn't matter because I'd lost my phone and I was I was running around looking for my phone God bear me record I saw this lady she's hey pastor Benny a Christian never has the courtesy of being unkind. And I hope I was not unkind, but I said, ma'am, God bless you. But, but listen, I said, I've lost my phone. And I said, if you want to help me, you can help me search for my phone. 
And I said, Barbara, quit looking at those racks over there. I've lost my phone. And she said, I'm doing all I can to try to help you find it, Benny. And I began to think, about where could that phone be? We've been in here too long. No convenience store needs to be that big. And I remembered. I, I, I went into, I said, Barbara, I, Barbara, listen, I'm going, I'm going into the restroom because I went into the restroom. And I go in there and there's a hundred stalls in that restroom. And I'm trying to think, now which stall did I go in? And I trace it back and I said, it's, it's, it's that one right there. That's the one I was in. And lo and behold, I walk up to the stall and I see this. And I tap on it. And the man says, I'm in here. I'm using it. I said, sir, I know you're in there, but I think my phone's in there too. And I said, while you're doing what you're doing, would you look for my phone? True story. A few minutes later, he slings it out from underneath. come and hear me preach and I grabbed the phone and I run out and I said Barbara found it found the phone she said praise God you know what I believe I believe that's just how Jesus is it's not over a phone. I believe it's just, no, no, no. I believe it's just how Jesus is. But it's not over a phone. And I can prove it. What man of you having a hundred sheep, hundred phones, if he loses one of them, Doth not leave the nine and nine in the wilderness. And go after that which is lost until he finds it. And when he found it, he let on his shoulders, left it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Let me just say this, folks. If every church, our church beginning with our church, would evaluate everything we do and every dollar we spend in light of the one lost rather than the 99.
Because let me tell you what God's interested in. He's interested in the one that's lost. <laughs> and what he's saying to us today, you're just here for two reasons, Benny. To know me and to make me known. It's not about your agenda. It's about knowing me and making me known. And I pray that's what we do. Because eternity, because eternity is too long to be wrong. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.